Hello everyone and welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show and uh, this afternoon I'm joined by uh, Mark uh, Birch from Sleekstone Private Clients uh, based down Swansea Way and uh, we're going to have a, a, a chat about uh, sort of business, networking, that sort of thing. We met at the Interbiz Swansea event run by Bernie and Mark uh, Davis and how are you doing today uh, Mark UK? I'm good, thanks Mike, how are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, very... Uh, uh, networked out a bit today because this is my third uh, third Zoom. Uh, sorry, this is my fourth Zoom call of the day, and it's only one o'clock. And the other three have all been two hours long. So uh, yes, I'm uh, I'm a bit uh, tired and looking forward to having something to eat. But uh, I'm enjoying having a chat with yourself as well. So uh, nice, nice to get on a Zoom call with you. It's nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, no problem, no problem at all. So, um, so yes, Sleekstone Private Clients. Tell us a little bit about uh, how that come about and a little bit of your background as well before that. Yeah, um, I've been in financial services now for about 23-ish years, which dates me somewhat. Um, but my business, Sleekstone Private Clients, I help entrepreneurs and directors uh, like you across Wales take control of their financial future uh, using simple financial planning. So we don't uh, overcomplicate things. The majority of people I look after as uh, entrepreneurs and directors, they're incredibly busy people. Like you just said, you're on call after call after call. Uh, the majority of people I deal with want kind of short, sharp, snappy, can I do this? How do I do it? Yeah, what's the benefit for me uh, without the flowery stuff, shall we say, that maybe other people uh, attach to it? Um, I try my best to take the time with my clients to, to find out exactly what motivates them, what does money mean to them. Um, we're all in business to make money, we're all in business to try and you know, enhance things. And I use a little bit uh, of a, a question technique where we start off by asking people what money means to them. And they give me the answer and we say, okay, what does that mean to you? And eventually we get to the actual crux of what money really means to people. And then we can build on that. I was talking to a client last week, and what money really means to her is free time. So she wants free time. So her whole plan is built around how can we get the money she's got to work better for her, to be able to buy her that free time, that she doesn't have to rock up to work every single day until she's 72. So we're putting a plan in place for her to make sure that she will actually retire comfortably and be able to have that free time to go and do what she wants to do with, with her the rest of her life. Okay, good. And um, so is that financial side of things, the financial um, advice and advisory, is that something you've always done or have you done something else and, and, and that led into this or, or what? Uh, no, I, I, I started off back in the 90s when I left university uh, selling insurance over the telephone in a, in a call centre of all places. Um, and like a lot of people kind of fell into financial services back in the late 90s, um, it was never something I'd ever really considered and I looked at it and thought that's a career path for me. Um, but realised pretty quickly that actually I get paid for talking to people. Um, I'm very much a people person. I love talking to people. I love listening to what they've done, how they've achieved it, or where they've got to. Um, and I actually found a niche where I can do that and get paid for it. So it's kind of a win-win for me. Um, but I did have uh, a bit of a break career gap, if you like. I started my first business on my own back in 2007 in financial services again. Um, I had a brain injury in 2012 that led me to actually sell the first business that I created. 
um, in 2014. Uh, took a couple of years off to go and get better. I invested with a friend of mine in a couple of other businesses. Um, so puts me in the entrepreneur camp as well. So I, get, I understand when I'm talking to entrepreneurs and directors, I am an entrepreneur, I am a director. I know exactly what you're going through, the pitfalls, the highs, the lows, the sleepless nights about this, that and the other, and the, you know, the, the bits where you bounce off the rooftops because it's all gone brilliantly. So I can empathise more with people I'm talking to in that arena. Um, but I, I restarted uh, so with, in financial services back in July last year. Um, we've managed to grow the business through the COVID and the lockdown period, mainly by doing things like this and Zoom. Um, we're just shy now about five million under management for clients, uh, which in almost 12 months, in fact, it'll be 12 months next week that we relaunch. Um, it's been a phenomenal restart. So, yeah, really, really glad to be back and doing what I really love and enjoy. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And uh, yeah, I usually ask people how the lockdown has been for them, but I know, you know, we've been on a few uh, Swansea networking events uh, on a Friday morning um, over the last few weeks. And I know you, you've talked about um, how you've done some business acquisition or you've know, bought another portfolio, if you like, to add into your business, which can be a great way of, uh, of ramping up quite quickly. Uh, so I know a little bit about your, your, your pivoting, if you like, through, through the lockdown. Um, but um, yeah, so, so if you want to maybe go into a bit of detail on that, about, about how that opportunity came around and, and, and yeah, sure. what you did it, to do it. Yeah, it was it was actually on one of the networking calls that you and I were watching with Mark Wright from The Apprentice, where he was saying their money is cheap at the moment. Um, you know, there'll be people out there that are panicking and are not going to survive COVID, and therefore there are going to be people who are looking to exit their businesses, and now's an opportunity to, to, to do it and so on. Um, and I took the ball by the horns. I've a couple of people that I know um, that are in the same industry. Uh, and one of them actually turned around and went, you know what, I can't do this, this whole lockdown thing. I can't do Zoom, I can't do this, I can't do that. You know, it just it didn't want to, to, you know, to continue it. So I then turned around and said, well, look, you know, how about we have a conversation about how we can help you exit uh, from the business. Um, and managed to uh, say, secure funding from a, a bank. Um, and did a deal with him. And we brought these clients across and they're now going to be part of my portfolio. And I I suppose I don't, I don't want to say I work in a different way to other people, but I, I do tend to be in contact with my clients almost monthly. Um, through the, the COVID period, most of the conversation we've had with clients actually has not been about investments, but more about their mental health and how they're feeling. Has someone been in contact with them? They've got everything they need. Um, we've arranged food parcels we send out to a couple of types who can't get out, so we've organised that and done that for them. And that's nothing to do with financial planning, that's nothing to do with what I do as a business, that's just me as a, a person who's trying to uh, you know, make my clients the centre of my universe, because without clients I have no business. Yeah. Yeah, I don't sell a product, I've got no, it's not like I've got 10 things that I can go and sell or I've got a stock, you know, stack of stock behind me, um, my business is me. Um, and the advice that I give and, and the way that I look after clients. And that's how we grow the business is, is through referral and, uh, you know, say that we've sped things up, as you say, by acquisition. But it, it's the right opportunity at the right time. So the entrepreneur in me is screaming, you know, there's an opportunity there, go, go and take it. So I did. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And yeah, I myself was pivoted a, a bit in the lockdown as well. Before the lockdown, I was more a sales and marketing consultant, trainer, service provider. 
I'm a former corporate sales director of a fast growth tech startup business. So, you know, I used to help people with their strategy and with their services and stuff. But I wrote a book at the beginning of lockdown and uh, my, my actual grand plan, my big mission was to always impact and help as many people on the planet. And so uh, I wanted to become a, a global speaker for the last few years. And so having written the book, which was something I wanted to do for a couple of years, but didn't have the time and lockdown gave me that time and the energy to go and do it. Uh, that then's given me the push now to, to, to look to become a global speaker and start getting on the speaking circuit, which then led me to set up the podcast and the YouTube channel. So, you know, and, and then I started podcasting. I set myself a target of one a day podcasting. And uh, uh, I wrapped that up to three a day quite quickly because I'm always about trying to get lots of activity done. And then I re-listened to Grant Cardone's 10X uh, recently. And I thought, actually, I'm going to 10X my podcast in original plan of one time a day. So now I'm committed to do 10 a day. So I'm going to do 10 podcasts because I want to help as many people on the planet. And I've got a lot of information and edu you know, education, personal development stuff that I've learned that I want to share with people. So I put it out on my podcast and people can dip into it, find it and listen to it and get whatever they want out of it. But the, 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 the what's that? What's the book uh, the book is called uh, Bounce Back, A Human Survival Story, or either A Human Survival Story, maybe. Yeah? yeah. So, so it's a bit, it's my life story, basically, but a self-help book as well about how I was able to overcome some adversity in my life, similar to, it wasn't a, a medical uh, adversity, but similar to you overcoming your adversity. You know, mine was a, a, a bit of a, a divorce and some financial mess from the last uh, global uh, credit crunch. So, so, so mine was all, all tied up with that. Um, but it's, so, so it's a book which I wrote to try and help people get over this situation because I got through, I, I, I got through the problems caused by the last one. So I thought the lockdown inspired me to write it because I knew that I knew what people are going to be dealing with for the next ten years now. And if I can help those people in any way I can, then then I'm massively motivated to do that. Um, and so the book then has led on to seminars. Uh, I've created um, some formulas which I want to teach. And, and as part of my becoming a speaker as well, I want to um, teach on stage the principles of, of, of these and then teach online uh, courses and real world corporate courses, teaching people how to um, be happier in life and how to be more successful and things like that. So I've had a real pivot. I've had a real pivot during this lockdown uh, situation and uh, the podcasting, the fact that I'm from a corporate background and I'm used to efficiency, I was like, well, if I'm podcasting, I might as well YouTube at the same time, two in one. And then, and then I do a lot of networking and a lot of follow-up meetings like this is today. Like we've met online uh, Zoom events for a long time. This is our first real chat, if you like. And I decided actually I can combine my follow-up chat with a podcast and a YouTube at the same time. Yeah. That's like three th three things at once, which you know they would all take me sort of like half an hour each, an hour and a half. But they, it's just one half an hour, which I'm massively into. How you get more time into your life and into your day? Yeah, quite good. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and 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 I have to do things like that because um, when you you're doing a lot of things, you learn t techniques and tricks and how to manage those things. You know, at the same time, sometimes. So, I'm doing a 75-day challenge at the moment, which is called 75 Hard, which I've got to do two different 45-minute exercises per day, one outdoors, one indoors. I've got to be on a diet, not drink any alcohol, drink a gallon of water, and read 10 pages from a book. At the same time as doing 10 podcast YouTube channel calls and all the rest of that. So, you've got to learn systems and techniques and processes to be able to 
consistently do that much activity and action, like, you know? So, yeah, I thought I'd uh, share that with you because it's, uh, it's been a big pivot. You know, we've both gone through big changes during this lockdown. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I think the, the week before lockdown, before we actually officially entered into lockdown, um, I think like a lot of business owners, it was a bit of blind panic of, you know, is lockdown going to happen? When's it going to happen? How long is it going to go on for? And moreover, how on earth are you going to communicate with your clients? Yeah. My business is normally face-to-face. So my business is normally you and I sat in a room together you know, in a hotel or in your house or in your office or we would be having this conversation. Um, so one thing, like again, like most business owners have had to re- sort of realise is how to become adaptable immediately. Yeah. Because you're suddenly in a position where you know, the, way of, the old way of working has gone out the window, the new way of working is here and now, and if you're going to succeed, you need to adapt and get on with it immediately. Um, I've worked at home for like, the last probably 13, 15 years. I've been work- from working from home, so the whole home working thing is no different to me at all. Same as me. Same as me. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, I've been in lockdown for eight years, other than going out networking once, once or twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the biggest challenge was, you know, like a lot of people when lockdown first hit, was, you know, how do you now reach new people? How do you find the next client? How do you, you know, get in front of these people? So the speed at which networking organisations went, you know, actually need to do this online, um, and I then realised that Zoom, Teams, Skype. FaceTime, WhatsApp, you know, you name it, suddenly became a massive part of what I do with my clients. Um, but I, I, mean, I, I looked through the lockdown period and I wrote down right at the very start of lockdown when we come out the other end of this, what do I want it to look like? A big plan. I like having plans of, you know, this is my optimum goal, this is where I want to try and be. And I wrote down a plan at the start of it so that if I can get three new clients by the point at which lockdown finishes, I think that's going to be a pretty big achievement. And at the time, the, the initial, I'd say the week before lockdown, as it was impending, I was looking at it thinking, God, if I get three, wow, you know, that's going to be absolutely off the planet. Um, and we actually sold up our seventh new client last week. Yeah, brilliant. Which I, and all seven people I've never met before. Yeah. It's all been done through the power of the computer. So it just goes to show it is possible, for one, which I didn't think it was when we first started. Yeah. Um, and two, the rapport and the trust that you can build up with people through a video chat. Um, it just shows that actually, do we need to jump in a car and drive two hours down the road to go and meet in person? I'm not saying in-person meetings are dead, but I'm starting to wonder. And the more business owners like you that know, I'm, I'm speaking to are going, you know, actually, you know, before lockdown, I would have travelled from like, Cardiff to London to go for a meeting. I'm there in the meeting for half an hour. I've spent you know, six hours. Four hours, hours or six hours, yeah. Exactly. And I'm now going, you know what, I've done a Zoom call with somebody, I haven't left the house, I've done a Zoom call with them, we've still done the meeting in half an hour, and I've bought myself back 12 hours a day or 6 hours a day, and it's businesses. Uh, and somebody who's into efficiency like me, it's just, it's just a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think, don't get me wrong, there's still a time and a place for meeting people in person. Definitely, definitely. But I do, do strongly think, you know what, actually, my business model is going to change going forward, but certainly the first meeting with any, any new prospective client, and I always treat the first meeting as, as a as a two way interview. Yeah. So it's a, a a conversation point for uh, the potential client to meet me, for me to meet them. Are we going to work well together? Are we on the same sort of wavelength in terms of where we want to be? Because I think that, especially in the the world that I operate, that 
people I'm talking to want advice. And if I'm going to give you the expertise and the advice that I have, if you're not maybe going to take it on board, we're not going to work well together. And I don't want to be in a position where your name flashed up on my phone and, oh, God, not Mike again. I want to be, yeah, great, Mike's ringing. Oh, Mike, hey, I have I'd be really excited because I'm talking to you. And I think part of that legacy of the brain injury is that when, when I got back on the planet and I'd learned to function again, I looked at them and thought, actually, you know what, I need to be in a position where I'm working with people I want to work with. So the Zoom thing is great because we, we cut out all the the nonsensical stuff of getting to the point, what do you want, can I help you, yes I can, do we like each other, yes we do, we can work together. And if I feel you know, there's not a connection there, or the client will sometimes say, you know, actually, yeah, I'm not convinced that you, know, you and I are joined enough to do something, I'll happily refer you to the competition, which everybody else tells me I'm crazy, but I will happily say, you know what, I don't think we're gonna, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work, but I do know a guy down the road who's brilliant. I do the same thing. I do the same thing all the time. You know, at the end of the day, life's too short to be working with people you don't enjoy working with. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? So to me, you know, as a sales and marketeer as well, life life's too short to sell stuff you're not interested in. So you know, or you don't believe in, or whatever. You know, at the end of the day, you know, sell something, market something, do something that you 100% want to do. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say, you know, I've been in financial services 23, 24 years. It's what I do. It's kind of ingrained in me now how I do it. But when I first started uh, in financial services all those years ago, um, I learned very, very quickly how important service was in terms of looking after people and their money and so on. And nine times out of ten, when we have things like COVID or the credit country mentioned earlier, or even the dot-com boom and bust of the, the sort of early noughties, People, yes, they're concerned that their investment has gone down. But if I came to you and said, oh, Mark, you've lost 20%, that's a bit bland and a bit kind of, a bit brutal. So what I tend to do is say to people, look, you know, let's just go over again why you chose to invest. Why did you choose to do this pension? Why did you choose to do this investment? Have we hit that point yet? Oh, you know, if you, let's say, for them, say, do you invested yesterday for... 15 years for the benefit of your children or whatever it may be, it wouldn't be a case of us sitting here today going, oh, you've lost 20%. It'd be a case, look, let's look at the bigger picture here, that actually we've put this money in for a very long period of time. We haven't hit that point yet, so therefore we've got time for it to recoup, things will change. And it's bringing it back to the client's perspective of saying to the client, look, let's just run over why we did this investment. Let's just remind ourselves the level of risk we signed ourselves up to. And we're now hitting that point where, in COVID, things have been very, very turbulent in the markets. But by ringing clients and saying, are you worried? Are you concerned? Do we need to have a conversation? People then come back and they actually know, you know what? Been here before. I've got long-term investors I've looked after 20 plus years. They're going, you know, I ring them up and go, you know, how are we doing? Oh yeah, it's just like 2008 all over again, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And it will come back at some point. Nobody can guarantee what it'll be. Nobody can tell you what it will do or how quickly it will happen, but we know historically things will always go back up. So at some point it will go back up. And what we need to do is we just need to be patient. We need to hold on tight because sometimes it can be a bit of a roller coaster. But it's, as I say, my job at that point then is actually reminding people that uh, you're in a position where you know, we have been here before, supporting them mentally sometimes that you know that they are worried but they are concerned and so on. So, but Let's look at the fundamentals again. Look at, let's look at the underlying assets we purchased. Why did we go into that particular arena? 
and that puts them in a better frame of mind. And also looking for the opportunities for clients because you know, when markets fall as dramatically as they've done with COVID, as they did in 2008, it's sell time. Let's not look at it and go, oh God, it's gone down by 40%. That's a discount. That is a massive discount on the market of where it was previously. And the prime example I use with most clients is, imagine you're walking past a car showroom and you see your dream car in the window. And it says in the window, today only, it's 40% cheaper than it was yesterday. When are you going to buy it? Are you going to wait till it goes back to full price or are you going to buy it at that discounted price? And again, unfortunately, with some things, you could buy in a discounted market at 40% and it drops again tomorrow by 10%. But that's the nature of investment. But the, the, the fundamental is the same, is that you see that thing that you want and go, actually, that's blooming cheap. I'm not going to wait for it to go back up and then go buy it at that point. I'm going to buy it now and I'm going to keep it for however long it takes to get to the point I want to get to. And people who, like we said about earlier about you know, expanding in the times of COVID, that's how you're going to make money. That's how you're going to make you, know, you realise your dreams and you're going to get to the point where you go, actually, I am going to retire at 55 or I am going to buy that yacht and sell that to the south of France. So whatever your dream is can be accelerated in times of, of crisis. Yeah. And I can see why you've built, uh, you know, some businesses up and building this one up again, um, because, you know, I think there are some financial services, people that I've met in the past who, who do tend to try and treat their clients more like numbers and stuff rather than relationships. And, uh, and, and so what you've done acquiring a business, I know some people might be worried about that because they think, oh, I'll buy the portfolio, but then half the portfolio might disappear. Whereas you might not have considered that because you you know that well, actually I'm going to um, speak to these people enough and give them enough value that they're going to stay and therefore I'm going to get the value out of the portfolio that, that I perceive it to, to be worth. You know? Absolutely. I mean, what we do with our clients, we run, uh, I say we previously we've run and we're going to do it again as COVID passes. We run client events every year. So we actually get uh, a guest speaker to come along to about the economy or you know, market fluctuations or what the outlook in the world is, etc. So they get an expert's view, not just me stood there talking, they get another person, another expert in their field who will come along and say, you know, our investment manager is doing this or doing that. They, uh, we do it normally in different venues. So we've run them in the past, we've done it in Slebich in, uh, in Pembrokeshire, we've done it at the Grove in Narbeth, we've even run one at the Scarlet's for rugby fans amongst, uh, amongst our clients. Um, and we always try and do something a bit different. So uh, one year, uh, when we did it at the Scarlet's, I got Phil Bennett to come along and do Q&A. Uh, we got Rupert Moon to do a stadium tour for us afterwards. Um, so just little things to make people go away thinking, oh, actually, that was a brilliant day. But the people who didn't like rugby wouldn't have come to that one. But the people who like really salubrious venues would have come to the Grove, where the service is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and me and his team are you know, absolutely... It's, it's faultless. It floats. The whole day just floats. It's brilliant. But that's about giving back to our clients because we're saying to our clients you can only come if you're a client this isn't an open invite to everybody and anybody this is you're, you're a client I'd like you to come to this because I want you to reaffirm once a year in a room of other people who share your opinion of me because you're there um, and listen to what we, you know, what's happening in the world and what's happening in, in the markets and take into account that how many other financial advisors, financial planners, whatever you want to call yourself, how many other people act in that, in that way? Yeah. 
Yes, definitely. And uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that difference, you know, just, uh, you know, I've been around business for 30 odd years. So, uh, you know, I can see, see see the differences between the way different businesses treat their clients and talk about them and that sort of thing. So um, what, what are the full range of product services solutions you, you offer? Uh, I, I work in conjunction with St. James's Place. So we've got a whole raft of everything you could possibly think of. So whenever I go networking things and people say, what do you do? And so I look after everybody's financial plan because that's what I do. Um, so we've got access to uh, mortgages. We've got access to protection, whether it be corporate protection in terms of creating uh, death and service scheme for groups or single employees. So if you're, even if you're a one-man directorship in your own limited company, you can now actually have your own group uh, life insurance so that it's paid for by the company. Um, we plan people's retirements, and I say that rather than pension planning because I don't look personally at pensions as being a thing where you put money into it and at the end of it you buy an annuity. I look at a pension as being um, a cross-spectrum, so maybe you actually go and get some buy to lets It may be that you do a regular saving into, say, an ISA. You also do the conventional pension of actually putting money in and getting the tax relief. So that when you get to retirement, you've got a plethora of, of instruments that can rise and fall with the ebbs and flows of markets and give you a kind of cross-platform of, uh, of a retirement income. So rather than looking at a retirement as being, I'm going to build up this big lump of money, I'm going to give it to an insurance company, then give me an annuity for the rest of my life, they actually do it in such a way, and I, I obviously don't advise people to buy a property, but I encourage people to consider every aspect. What have you got? What, what's your pot look like? What are we going to look like when we get to retirement? Um, but because of the, the, the scope and nature of St James's Place, we've got um, access to things like BCT, so Venture Capitalist Trust, Enterprise Investment Schemes, if you look into the uh, tax mitigation planning, we can actually do that. Um, the, the, the list is, is really long, but what we try and do with all our clients is we find out exactly what they've got, where they want to be, where do they want to go, and then we match the products up to what they actually need rather than going in and going, right, I'm going to try and sell you a mortgage or I'm going to sell you a pension. I walk in with a completely open view and you, know, you tell me what you want to try and achieve. Let's work a plan out. What's life going to look like from this point onwards? And we then build around that. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And um, do you do anything with uh, financing at all? Uh, or do you have any partners that you can pass on for when people have finance needs? Yeah, I've got, I've got quite a few finance, uh, financial consultants that I know who will finance you know, lease purchasing, higher purchasing, actually lending money to businesses. Um, what I pride myself on is being in a position where if you come to me and say, Mark, do you know somebody does? Chances are yes, I do, because I'm, I'm very well connected. And I like to expand my connections on LinkedIn particularly. And if anybody ever comes to me and says, well, I need this or I need that, my brain automatically goes into autopilot of, well, actually, you ought to talk to Mike, or you ought to talk to Mark, or you ought to talk to this guy, because I know somebody in those fields. And I, it's not that I just know them. I've actually had a conversation with them, so I understand what they do, so I can then say, you know what, you were really good to go and talk to this guy called Ian, because he's really good in that particular area, or they'll go and talk to Mark at Unifinance Finance, because he's really good in that particular area. So I try and guide 
people together. I'm very, I'm a very good connector. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a natural networker and connector. Same as me. Same, yeah. same as me. The reason I asked you that question is because I've got a really good friend who works for a company who does a lot of commercial protection, etc. But they also do finance, and he's yeah. always looking to uh, partner up with people. He's a massive networker, same as us. And uh, he comes on to Swansea events occasionally, but he hasn't been on uh, uh, that often of late because he does the Cardiff events as well, same as me, and he does lots of other networking as well. Um, have you met him, Phil, Phil Emmanuel? Maybe he's about, actually, yeah. I yeah he has been to a Swansea event or two, but I was just wondering, have, have you followed up? Have you had a, a, a decent one-to-one with him? Uh, not yet, no. I think I've seen that one. I think he came to one of the Swansea interest things a while ago. Yeah, um, well, yeah, could, I'll do an introduction if you like then, because Phil's a massive <laughs> network and he definitely would be a um, good lead referral partner for you because there's some stuff that you do that he doesn't and there's some yeah. stuff that he does that you don't. And, and, yeah. and it sounds like you're both pretty active, both customer-focused, you know, busy networkers. So, yeah, that would be a definitely... I'll, I'll do that introduction following this. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so what's the grand plans? Obviously, you've just got back into the financial services. You obviously got got some big plans because you've done the acquisitions and whatever as well. What, what what's the future look like? Um, let's see. At the minute, um, my plan pre injury uh, was to get to fifty five, build the business to such a size, uh, and pass it on. Um, Post injury, it's the same thing. Timescales have changed slightly because I've lost this kind of five year gap in between. Um, but oddly, my oddly, one of my one of my sons. I've got, I've got six children, um, and one of my sons has started expressing a massive interest, especially during lockdown, about being entrepreneurial. Because um, he had a little job working on weekends somewhere, where that obviously now isn't happening because nowhere's open. So he's immediately going right. What can I do? I need money. What can I do? How can I earn it? So all my entrepreneurial books, uh, NLP books, business development books, he's been burning through during lockdown trying to get ideas and so on. Um, and he actually said the other day, so well, you know, if I want to come into the business when I'm older, how do I do it? Um, and is that something that you'll be willing to do? And I was kind of like, well, yeah, because I really didn't really kind of think, they're all still quite young, didn't really look at it and think, yeah, you know, when they're older, they can join the business. Um, but he's kind of going, you know what, actually, yeah, I've looked into it. I know that I can go to university now and do a degree in wealth management. Um, I want to get qualified. And I want to join your business at 22. And how old is he now? 13. Okay, so this is what I would tell, tell him to do for you because he'll help you grow your business, right? He'll help him, right? Because he'll probably be better at this stuff than you, right? Because of age, right? Is I'd get him to do all your marketing. Yes, yeah. yeah. All the social media because he's natural at it, right? Because he's grown up with it, yeah? So I'd get him I'd get him to do all of that and then he can learn by osmosis, you know, be, be an apprentice through gathering information and learning about your business. And then, when he's ready to do his exams and whatever, he'll be, he'll be a bit of a head start because he'd already have that information, the terminology, you know, all of that in, in, in the bank, if I, you like. I, I like his thinking because he actually does already run my social media. Um, he's, start, he's taken over now. He wants to set up, like you've done, he wants to set up a YouTube channel yeah. uh, for me to promote what I do on. He wants me to look at podcasts. Um, he is very keen on taking over my Instagram. Yeah. Because um, Facebook and LinkedIn, or Facebook in particular, is run uh, by a marketing company, a social media company. They're, they're brilliant what they do, but we don't really do much on LinkedIn, uh, on uh, sorry, Instagram. Yeah. Um, and then now turned around and gone, I love Instagram. I know exactly how to get people to you know, up this and up. So he now, so I said, okay, you crack on with that. So hopefully, 
there'll be big things happening soon on Instagram. Well, um, well, I do some coaching and mentoring and stuff as well. So if ever he wanted a bit of uh, expertise help, um, you know, then I'm more than happy to, to, to help out in some way and uh, yeah, educate. Yeah, He's like a sponge, so you tell him something, and it just goes in there. That's what that's what the kids are like these days. That's why I say they'll be better. They'll be better than you. They'll be better than. Yeah. than you oh, know. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, they're they're natural at it, but there's some there's some stuff that you only pick up over time, you know. And there's some, some stuff, for example, um, you only pick up when you benchmark. So it's like split testing or A/B testing. So when you manage lots of accounts, you learn stuff that you never learn being somebody who manages just your own accounts. Because you've got nothing to compare it against. <laughs> you don't no, know. That's true. But, I mean, the other thing as well is that, it's, as I say, during lockdown, we've been looking for the entrepreneurial way of doing things. Yeah. And he said, well, if I run your Instagram for you, do I get paid? So we've agreed a rate. And he's then gone, well, who else do you know that needs to run an Instagram page? Because yeah, I run yeah. theirs as well. So I think he's going to be a mini, mini marketeer. Um, as much as I'd love to come into my business, if he does that and it takes off and he's. Yeah, he's making himself a fortune that well. Whatever. Yeah, you still got you still got five more left. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's the joy of having six. You both get someone who wants to join the business. And then you've got a, you know, you might have been thinking about exiting before, but then it might be most you know, passing on, putting it into a trust, you know, getting the, the one child who's running it to, to carry yeah. on with it, put it put the whole thing into a trust for the whole of them to benefit from. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it'd be it'd be a great idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, if ever he wants to chat about anything, I'm always happy to help. I know um, we we got some similar tastes in books, I think, because I mentioned on on one of the events before about um, uh, the book I'm reading at the moment, which is uh, um, Think and Grow Big, Napoleon Hill. And you mentioned, I think, a good book. You've got that. So have you passed that on to him? Yeah. Yeah, and Rich Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, yeah, he's reading that at the minute, and he's read uh, "If You Can If You Think You Can." Northern yeah. Peak. Yeah, yeah. That's a great book. Um, and I'm halfway through now the uh, Bugger and the Badass. Okay. So I'm using that one. But I've got I've got quite a few lined up because I'm doing this challenge 10, 10 pages a day so I wasn't much of a reader but but I get all my information through audio books or YouTube mostly I'm a massive YouTube uh, listener you know not not watching people dance around and be funny and all that you know people you know I, I listen to people like uh, Les Brown Jim Rohn uh, Grant Cardone Gary V you know. Uh, anyone who pops up at the end of when you listen to those people and something good pops up, pops up and grabs your attention. I quite like getting a lot of information and not just the same information that everybody's getting off the same people. I like to mix it up a bit and, and, and I take my own perspective on things. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I've read a huge amount of books during lockdown. It's cost me a fortune. Keep forgetting yeah. these books off the library. Well, you know, the, the classics like you know, Eat the Frog. Um, yeah, Brian Tracy. Um, you, know, you know, I've read it, and it's, it's interesting because the underlying thing in all of them yeah. is always one sort of undercurrent with all of it, which is if you imagine where you want to be, you're going to get there. Yeah, mindset uh-huh. is everything. Is 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 the key driver behind it all? If you believe you can do it, you can, and if you don't believe you can do it, you're you're right, you can't. Yeah, yeah no, quite right. That, that's it. I mean, I've read. Um, uh, oversubscribed by Daniel Priestley, um, key person of influence again, Daniel Priestley. Yeah, I, I've been on a couple of his courses, I've been on his seminar, I like to do that sort of stuff as well, real world stuff, yeah. seminars, I've been on Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Kevin Green, loads of times, Daniel Priestley, yeah. you know, uh, John Martini. he's great. Yeah, 
Dr. John yeah, Martini. Dr. Uh, Aaron Pinnerlacko and Mark Knight last week. Um, I booked onto his seminar in his client comp yeah. uh, in well, June next year. Um, so I booked on that and I've gone a bit all out really because I've gone for the top package to actually sit on the table with you know at the front with and have lunch with him and dinner with him and all that. Because as we keep saying, it's about surrounding yourself with the right people. So I'm going to be in a room full of my ideal candidates, which are entrepreneurs and directors, because that's the people that are going to be attracted to the, to the event. Yeah. And I'm, well, I'm paying a premium, but I'm paying a premium to sit with those people, have dinner with them, and learn from them. Yeah. So it's a, you know, really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I, I've listened to Mark Wright a number of times. I've listened to um, who else? Uh, Les Brown, Jim, uh, um, Brian Tracy, uh, Sharon Lecter, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I listen to a lot on YouTube. He puts a lot of content out. Yeah, all great people to, to to get that message from. But it's like you know, I do coaching and training and mentoring and all that sort of stuff as well. And and the, the key thing I I pick up is you got to work on their mentality first because it doesn't matter what you teach people if they got the wrong mentality, you can just tell them a million times the right techniques and the right tricks and the right things to do but they won't they won't go and do it they won't apply it so it makes no difference that you know so you might as well teach someone nothing if they're not going to apply it well that's it i mean that's that's in a nutshell as i said earlier that's pretty much how i deal with my clients in terms of the first meeting but if i'm making suggestion and comment and it's not going to be a recommendation at the first meeting but if someone says i really want a tarbell and tell 45 they need a reality check that Unless they're going to win the lottery, or they've got the big idea, it's going to come off. Yeah. Yeah. Being a, a you know, I don't know, a senior manager in Tesco, or whatever it may be, is not going to get you to where you want to be unless you make massive sacrifices now. So I'll try and get in the mindset, as you just said, get in the mindset of the client. So okay, look, where do you want to be? Where do you want to look? Where are we trying to actually get to? Yeah. And, look, and what are you willing to do for it? And what are you willing to give up for it? And and yeah. what, you know. But let's say, I mean, if I get the, the sort of, if I'm putting ideas across and people think, yeah, that, 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 you're not open to the suggestion, you're not open to the advice. Yeah. And so for, for, you, for me and the, that person to work together, it's just not going to happen. They want an order taken. They want someone to walk in and go, what do you want? Okay, you want a pension £50 a month? No problem. The guy down the road will do that. Yeah. He'll do that. That's not what I you won't. do. I'll sit there and say, well, actually, you know, to achieve what we need to achieve, we need to do this. So we need to have a plan and... That's the people I like working with. I like people working with people. This is why I picked entrepreneurs, because entrepreneurs will go, you know what? Yeah, I do want that, and I've got a plan, and I've got and I've got a vision now. How am I going to achieve that? Yeah. And it's, my job is then to try and hone that vision into something sensible and achievable. Yeah. Um, to help them, help them get well, we, we like to work with the same people because I do the same thing as well. So I educate people on the things they need to change about themselves, sales and marketing-wise. Usually it's activity numbers and rates because they're not doing enough. Um, yeah. So I, I, I educate people and I tell them some of the things they should be doing. The ones that just completely black that don't want to work with those people because I can't help them. They don't. They don't want to change. They don't think there's anything wrong with yeah. where they're at now. Uh, but the ones who, the, the difficulty I have is that a lot of people. It's technology-based, a lot of the advancements in marketing and sales and doing getting business growth and efficiencies. And a lot of people don't understand the technology. So sometimes you just got to let them come around to the learning and the understanding of technology first before they then realise that you were right all along. So you have to just give them that time. So you can't just dismiss people just out of hand because a lot of the time you've just got to let them catch up with, with your mindset and where you're at because you're just a little bit further on than, than their knowledge and experience allows them to be at that point. Yeah, no, I agree. 
yeah, I say, it, it, it rarely happens I meet someone I think I can't work with. Yeah. But as I said earlier, I'd rather deal with people that I want to work with. Yeah. And they are willing to you know, listen. And if you say adapt where necessary, financial planning is all about being adaptable. Because I know this is, this is I suppose, where it works and helps me better in what I'm doing now. Is that I've had the experience of having a plan. I had my plan It's the same with me in a sales and marketing plan. If you like, you've got to have a strategy. The strategy's got to be right. Otherwise, you spend a lot of time and effort going down the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I'm conscious that we both got uh, uh, following meetings following this. So uh, I'd just like to say thank you for coming on to my uh, podcast and, and the YouTube channel. It's going to make a very colourful episode with your shirt and my background. Yeah. Well, explain that. That was a challenge at the networking thing you and I were at this morning. Uh, I'm making an effort to have to be burning. But, uh, but, uh, uh, again, so, uh, yeah, but it's been great having you on anyway. And uh, yeah, thanks for telling me a little bit about what you do and your background and all of that I think there's definitely some uh, possibilities of us um, you know referring clients to each other and, and all that sort of stuff and I'll definitely do that introduction to Phil as well because there's definitely some stuff you can do together as well and if your um, uh, son needs any help at all get him to reach out to me or listen to my podcast um, because there's lots of information on there and on my website and uh, that's it really we'll, we'll leave it there so uh, thanks a lot uh, there's nothing else left for me to say other than have a great day I know I will and thanks very much for listening you too thanks thanks mate uh, yeah so uh, yeah that's uh, that's all done so thanks a lot <laughs>